Welcome to the Harbor Church Podcast. I'm Chris Sanchez, and I'm joined by Julie Stevens. We are continuing our series on the PRISM Conference, and in this episode, we're talking to Kim Williamson. Give it up for Kim. We love Kim. <sighs> she is mighty. Can I say that? She you is can. mighty. She comes in here with just a presence, you know, and, I, and I, we had met before, once before, and I told my wife, I have to get ready for this interview because Kim, when she's here, she brings it. Yeah. So that being said, when you heard the interview, what did you pick up on? There were a couple of things. I mean, she just hit it through, you know, hit the ball out of the park with so many things that she said. But there were a couple of things that jumped out at me personally, Chris. And one of them was that a lot of things, she said, a lot of things in life can cause us to get lost and lose focus of our worth, our beauty, our calling, and our passion. And that really, that, that stuck with me, I guess as a woman, because I related so much with that. And she's also big, which she speaks about, you, you gals will hear in just a few minutes in her interview, she speaks a, a, a lot about self-care because she's found that there's a lot of Christian women out there that have really no idea how to have good self-care and, and believe uh, that, that self-care in some way is selfish. And, that's, and Kim is gonna, Kim's gonna take that lie out today through her interview. So we invite you to listen to her interview and after to sign up to be a part of her breakout called A Place to Belong. I'm looking forward to this one because you, when we met the first time, yeah. you have such a driven passion for what you're going to bring to PRISM Conference, mm. and it's infectious. Like, I was I was telling my wife, you know, I better bring my A-game for this interview <laughs> because there's a lot of wisdom and there's a lot of, mm. um, you know, just inherent love whenever you start talking about what you were going to share. So let's start there. Let's talk about why are you here? What are you going to be uh, doing at the PRISM conference? Oh, wow. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm really honored to have this opportunity to be with women and be with people that are hungry for life and to really understand who they are, I think, in a greater way and how God fits into that. Um, I don't know how much you want me to talk. No, no, yeah. But I'm really passionate about people really understanding who they are and who God had in mind when he created them in their mother's womb. And, you know, there was some incredible picture and idea that God had in mind when he created, for example, you, Chris. And he... He loves who he created in each of us. And I really believe a lot of our life here on planet Earth has a lot to do with his rescue and his redemptive work to reveal to us who he originally had in mind before we were marred by the lies and the schemes mm. of the enemy. And um, by just life, like there's a lot of things in life that cause us to get lost and lose focus really of 
our beauty, our worth, our goodness, our passion, our calling. And it thrills me to see people really step into their brokenness and out of their brokenness discover their beauty. And I really believe in that verse that says that God makes beauty from ashes because all of us have ashes and all of us have really painful places in our stories. Some of them we're aware of, some of them we're not. Um, But through really knowing ourselves and our stories and what we've walked through, we can really uncover our goodness. Um, And it has a lot to do with returning home to that place where God has told us who we are. Is this kind of the stuff that you're going to be doing in your workshop? Yeah, I mean, that is who I am. That's what God's called me to bring to the earth is that place of redemption about um, who we are. And what I feel like God is leading me to teach on at this um, workshop is to help people understand that we have a home. This is a place that I've been really, really uncovering more of is that we have this. Well, let me go back. I really am passionate also about home. Like, I love family, and I live with this longing to to go home um, because my family's in Chicago, and I miss family, and I loved family growing up. And um, Were you guys close growing up? Yeah, we have a really close family, and my mom and dad, and I had two brothers and a sister, and just really a tight-knit family, and I don't know. I guess they're just through some pain and some disappointment. I feel like I maybe wandered away from home, and then I feel like it's been a long kind of journey trying to get back home and, like, living with this longing to be home. But I'm realizing now in my later years (laughs) that – My home is not necessarily with family, but my home is right inside of me. And I'm realizing I have this home right inside of me where God is. And I can go there anytime. And I've always heard that, like, my heart is Christ's home. But I never really understood it to this level until recently where I see that I can just go to this safe place that's right inside of me in my heart. And Jesus is there. I mean, he's sitting there. Like in my home, we're sitting in this garden. And he's there. And I, like even today in the service, I just went there and I sat with him on this bench. And he was just talking to me about how he sees me and what he loves about who I am. And it's a really tender, safe place where there's peace and there's protection and there's total connection, unlike really anything that I can have on the earth. Talk about when you found that out, when you found out how important home was and when you started to realize, you know, where you can find home. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, that's kind of a long story, but through a lot of my own internal work that I do, because I'm a therapist, So I have to watch out what I have to say. (laughs) But, you know, I heard someone once said to me that um, you can only take people as far as you've gone yourself. 
So in therapy, I can only take people as far as I've gone myself, as far as my own healing. So I do a lot of work on my own healing. And in that place of working on my own heart, I've discovered that I've been longing for home in like people, in my marriage, in my work, in the church, um, in everything externally, like outside of myself. Mm. And God's showing me the no, you need to like go inside your own self. Inside you is where I live and where you can be with me. And we can have this conversation and there's peace and there's rest there. And it's just this, it's a shift from focusing outside of myself to focusing inside myself and seeing that there's really a lot of incredible goodness and peace and presence of God in me. And that's really where my home is. And the other cool thing that I've discovered around this home that's inside of me, Chris, is that It's heaven, like there's heaven there. There's a little piece of heaven, and I have this big time longing to be in heaven and just live, you know, in the kingdom as it is, you know, have kingdom life here on earth. And I'm realizing, like, there's a piece of the kingdom right here inside of me. So I don't have to wait until I get to heaven to live in that kingdom place because it's right here. And that's like, I don't have the full manifestation or revelation of that, but it's coming into focus. That's exciting, isn't it? I mean, it's incredible, actually. You you have a path that you're experiencing, and you kind of look over your shoulder and see how far you've gone. Yeah. You know, go into a little bit about that walk, you know, where the struggle was early on and looking back now. You know, my walk, the other thing about my walk, I would have to say, and what I've learned about my walk, especially with God, is that. The places and the times that I've gotten the closest with him and my relationship where I've really, really, really come to know him well is when I've walked through a lot of pain and I've had a lot of pain and disappointment in life and some relatively significant trauma in my past and um, through all that pain and brokenness and disappointment. I realized that the only really safe place and thing that I can truly count on and relationship that's truly going to be perfectly loving and kind and safe is with Jesus. So pain, I think, and brokenness has really led me into a pretty intimate love of God. Hmm. Has that pain, was part of that a letdown where you built it up? That let you down and you realize that's not where your home is? Yeah, actually, that's another revelation I've had just in recent days is that I used to go, <laughs> you know, like if, like if you have a home and it's a c- couple stories. And in Florida, we don't have basements, but I grew no. up in Chicago and I had a basement. So what I've been realizing that I, when I would feel a lot of pain, I used to go down into this basement called despair Mm. and I would be in this space and it would be like deep despair and disappointment and sadness around life and just in recent days God has shown me that like we're blowing up this room in the basement called despair (laughs) it's so cool yeah I'm really excited about blowing up that room (laughs) because I've spent a lot of time there 
And now I get to still go downstairs, but my downstairs is now like the downstairs in my heart where God is. And instead of going into this basement of despair, I'm going to go into this downstairs, which is my heart. And even if I'm sad or there's disappointment in life, as there is, I don't have to go into that room called despair. I can go into this garden because I love nature and just hang out with Jesus and... (laughs) That's beautiful. It's so awesome because, you know, I mean, the garden. It's in Genesis, the Garden of Eden. I want to hang out there with him, and I love trees. And yeah, there's a waterfall in my garden, and I love nature. Yeah, there's a waterfall <laughs> in your garden? That is amazing. Yeah, and there's brooks and a lot of birds. <laughs> I, have, yeah. I love birds. Right, right, right. I mean, I have a real garden. It doesn't have a waterfall. But I have a garden in my heart now, too, that has a waterfall. They don't have waterfalls in Florida, really. No, no. <laughs> just the water that falls off buildings. They just have palm trees. <laughs> yeah. Do you feel, when you filled out a questionnaire, uh, there was kind of like a running theme about um, home, yeah. which was one of them. And the other thing was motherhood. Do you feel that moms, Christian moms specifically, have struggles with maintaining not only their physical home, but their spiritual home as well? Mm. Yeah, that's a, that is true. Um, because I think that for whatever reason, we tend to, I don't know how this we got set up in this. It could be some lie of the enemy. But somehow we've got caught up in this idea that we need to care for everybody else all the time. And we don't, in that, we don't take good care of ourselves. And that is so not spiritual. That is so not of God. It's, um, it's a lie for sure from the pit of hell. And... Um, we're just not good. I so I used to tell my kids this and they would call me out on it is that if I didn't get up and have my like time with Jesus, like just hanging out, being in silence, whatever, read the word, put on worship, whatever. If I didn't do that, my kids would know because they would be like, Mom, like you're so grumpy today or whatever. And they did you have your quiet time? And I said, No, I didn't have it this morning. They'd be like, Well, clearly, you know, it's obvious. So <laughs> I know that if I don't, like, hang out in the morning with Jesus, it's just not a good day. I'm not going to (laughs) be. Yeah. There's not going to be a lot of life there. It's just I'm going to be, I don't know, crawling around in this place of weakness that Mm. is just not a. I mean, weakness is good, but it's just not a weakness that's healthy. It's. It's trying to give out of an empty heart, and that is just not a good model for people, for others. It's it's not healthy. Have you seen it? Have you seen people struggle with that? Oh, my gosh, yeah, especially women that come in my office. Mm. Most women, especially most Christian women, they have no idea how to have good self-care. I mean, that's a pretty extreme statement, but it's pretty true. Like, self-care, they think it's selfish, and it's so not true. I mean, God says to love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, and soul, and love your neighbor as yourself. So you can't love your neighbor if you don't first love yourself. And also, God says we love him because he first loved us. So until we really have that love in us, what are we giving other people? Hmm. There is something else. I mean, because you're, you're laying on a lot, so I have to process each answer. Yeah, I know. There's, a, I mean, <laughs> no, yeah. There's a, a I've point. I've lived a though. long time. 
there's a point where, and I, I've been picking this up talking to the women who are you know going to be involved in Prism, that there might be a pressure in women, especially in the church, with maintaining their identity the way that other people might expect them in the church, especially when it comes to their identity, like to go to what you're saying in the home, you know, where they might feel I am not living up to what I have to do because I don't have this. I'm not doing this. This isn't coming true. You know, talk a little bit about Mm. that with the struggle, especially with their identity at the home. Um, yeah, I think, um, I think there is maybe this pressure or this what we see right in front of us oftentimes is what appears to be like happy marriages and happy families and kids that look like they have it all together and the perfect family. It appears that that's what we're seeing oftentimes, I think, in the church. And, you know, especially these days, you have all these moms that are doing all kinds of nutritional food and their kids are singing worship songs, uh, you know, in the car. I mean, those are all great things, but this sin and there's this place where comparison can come in and really rob us of our unique calling as a mom and as a wife and as a woman. I mean, there are families out there that maybe things are coming together really well for them, but the reality is everyone is struggling and everyone has pain and I just don't believe that those perfect moms are having perfect lives. I don't think that's true. I think it's a facade, and I think Facebook facilitates, and social media really throws a lot of water and, you know, fuels that engine of perfection and the holiness family that looks so perfect and has it all together, and that's just not true. It's a lie. It's, it's not true. I think really that I, for one, always kind of swam against the stream because I was a homeschool mom and always felt like I was kind of coloring outside the lines and I don't really like to stay inside the lines. You know, I like to color a lot outside the lines and that can be kind of a difficult place to be because you're going against the grain of what everybody else is doing. Right. But God calls each of us to paint a different color I mean a different rainbow and I just encourage women to be who God's called them to be even though it may look totally different Mm. than what everybody else is doing you talked about family of origin yeah you talked about (laughs) true identity can you go deeper into that yeah I mean as a therapist I really believe that our family of origin and our early attachment and how we learn to trust or mistrust other people, especially how we learn to either trust or not trust our parents or whoever raised us, um, that plays a significant factor in how we live and how we show up in the world today. So if early in our lives and our family of origin, we didn't have good trust or good attachment or healthy attachment or we didn't feel like we bonded well or were validated or seen well or understood by our mom or our dad or if our mom was vacant emotionally or our dad was abusive or there was 
any form of abuse, abuse, sexual, physical, emotional abuse, it really hinders our ability to walk in freedom. And so, um, yeah, family of origin and is very significant in how we show up in the world today. Mm. And so I just encourage people to not be afraid. You know, it says in Psalm 139, David cries out, search me, God, and show me, you know, anything that's inside of me. Do the internal work to know where you and I have been stuck or are living under lies or don't have the freedom that God intended us to have. And our identity is wrapped up in that. If we didn't feel like we were validated or that we got the attachment that we needed as a child, that can really hinder our ability to walk in who God says we are today. You know, because we may be living under a lie of like, you're not worthy, I'm not enough, nobody will ever love me. um, Because of early attachment breaches or harm. Sure. So internal work is really important, whether you do that with a therapist or whether you do that at a PRISM conference, in a workshop. Look within and figure out what God wants to show you about where you can be untangled and set free. Because God is so much about freedom. He does not want us living in this legalism and all these like robotic forms. That's not God. He wants us to be free and have joy and life abundant. Yeah. So... The question that I have for you that I ask everybody is for someone who might be listening that they're not sure about either PRISM or the workshop that you're doing, go ahead and give a quick pitch about what to expect at PRISM and at your workshop specifically. You know, PRISM is a, is a something that God has birthed through a lot of the women at this church and one of the th- every church has its own calling, but I think our calling at the harbor is to for people to really know their goodness and their beauty and their identity, and then to walk it out. And so that's something I believe that Prism is really going to bring to women is their beauty, their goodness, their call, just who they are, and how much God loves them. And then, as far as my workshop goes, I think one of the things that people appreciate about me and actually I appreciate it about me too, is (laughs) that um, I like being me for the most part. And I think I'm pretty authentic and transparent. And I'm not afraid to say like where I've had tons of pain and disappointment. And heck, I just told you I lived for many years on and off out of a room called despair. But I want to talk about how to no longer live in those places and go home and hang out with Jesus and have fun and really understand our goodness and our beauty and how to care better for who God has called us to be. PRISM Conference is coming up October 11th through the 13th. There are still tickets available. You can register at harborchurch.org. Check out the Instagram, prism underscore conf, C-O-N-F. Kim, thank you so much for doing this. (laughs) It was fun. Thanks for tuning in to the Harbor Church Podcast. I hope that you were enriched, inspired, and blessed by what you just listened to. Be sure to follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Download our mobile app. You can find it on the Apple Store or on Google Play. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.